What's happening, sports fans? I'm James Poole, and this is what J&J Say Sports. I'm here with my man, Jason Lamb. Yep, yep. And you know we're about to get this party started. All right, folks, we all know what happened last night. Day one, round one of the NFL 2021 draft. Um, we saw a whole lot of ups. We saw a whole lot of downs. Um, a whole lot of trades, which shocked me. And uh, 32 men got their lives changed forever. So, uh, Jay, what did you feel about this first round? Um, it was actually uh, it was pretty crazy, you know, because you you a lot of things happened that weren't. There's a lot of things that happened that were totally expected, and then there was a lot of things that happened that were just off the wall. Yeah, off, off the air, Jay and I were talking about how the the Cowboys traded with uh, the Eagles, and that just blew our mind. The fact that there was a trade that close in that division, but then, then we also decided that they were sticking it to the Giants. So we'll get into that here shortly. We're also going to talk about uh, our least and most favorite things. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about all 32 draft picks. And um, pretty much we're going fishing, Jay. And uh, my man Jason came up with this idea. We're either going to keep them, we're throwing them back, or using them as bait. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay, ready to get this thing started? Let's do it, man. Let's all do right. it. First up, the Jacksonville Jaguars picked up, no surprise, the quarterback from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. How do you feel about that, Jay? He's a keeper. I agree. You know, I mean, it's, he's been the he's been the first overall pick for you know months now. So, um, you know, and he's the number one prospect in the draft at any position for a um, long time. Everybody thinks he's the next Andrew Luck, and I'll yep. tell you what, I'll take the next Andrew Luck at, with my first overall pick a hundred times out of a hundred. This is true. He's probably the closest thing to a perfect uh, prospect if you can have that. Check every and box. That's the whole thing, man. They're trying to – there's been some negative publicity about him lately, about how he doesn't, quote, unquote, love football. But I think that's just generated, man. I think that's just clickbait, and I'm not worried about that yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't think so at all either. So, all right, slide on to number two. The um, Again, what we selected was uh, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. That's the New York Jets. How do you feel about that, Jack? Ah, oh, man, that's – I'm going to say use him as bait because I'm not sold on Zach Wilson and to take him at number two. You know, I mean, everybody, that's what everybody thought we were, they were going to do. So, I mean, it just went, literally went down just like everybody thought it was going to go down. Now that could have been like the, one of the craziest things that happened in the draft if they didn't take uh, Zach Wilson, but I'm, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. Um, I think he needs a lot of work and they don't have, it seems, I don't think the jets have anybody that could just step in and play. So, um, they maybe they should have kept Sam Darnold, or maybe did that fifth year option with Sam Darnold just for which the Panthers just picked up today at eighteen right, million. Right, just just even if you weren't sold on Sam Darnold anymore, to give give Zach Wilson some time because he's not he's getting thrown right into the fire, man. This right is, into the fire. This is true. Zach Wilson is going to need to. He's not ready to be a day one starter. He's going to have to learn from a vet. But let me know when they actually get a veteran on their squad that's yeah, a veteran quarterback. Exactly. On squad. Exactly. So I'm I'm gonna use him as bait. I wouldn't just throw him back just yet, but I'm gonna use him as bait. I like it. All right. So number three is the San Francisco 49ers who got that trade. Uh they traded into that spot from Miami, who got that pick from Houston. Mm-hmm. Which again, Houston doesn't have a pick until the third round. And they picked up, which we were not surprised that they did not get Mac Jones. They picked up the quarterback from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. Trey what Lance. Uh, I was surprised it was Trey Lance. I honestly thought it was going to be Fields. I'm with you. Um, but I think it's okay. I don't really mind it too much. I, I would say keep him. 
Um, they have Garoppolo if he ends up actually staying. Who knows? There's talks with Aaron Rodgers and all sorts of stuff going on, or Garoppolo could end up in New England. Um, from I heard rumors that he was uh, they were working on a contract um, extension, New England was, with Garoppolo, uh, which is weird because that means the Niners were just letting him, you know, talk to him. But either way, uh, I feel like Trey Lance is, is in a good situation. Even if he had to start day one, he at least has – Kyle Shanahan, who's like a quarterback maestro, you know. So, and he's gonna obviously Shanahan's gonna set up an offense for him that's you know it's very it's, he's gonna baby him at quarterback. You know, he's not gonna throw him to the fire the way Zach Wilson might end up being thrown to the fire. So, so I'm really glad that you brought up Aaron Rodgers because I pulled something up today, and this is probably a little bit for the more advanced class, but I'm gonna spit these numbers out anyway. So, Aaron Rodgers, right? If the Green Bay Packers today. They oh, he he goes up against their salary cap of thirty seven point two million dollars. If they trade him today, or if it would have been yesterday, he would have counted thirty eight point five against their cap for trading him. For trading him, if they trade him after June first, it's twenty one point one five million against their cap and seventeen point two against it next year. So that's pretty expensive. That's that's actually not if they wait till June first to trade him. That makes a lot of sense why they didn't trade him in the draft. Now. Exactly because uh, that's not that bad. Twenty one twenty one million is not that bad considering you have uh, Jordan Love, who's waiting in the wings to start. Like and you're if, not paying him anything. If you really feel like Jordan Love's ready to start, right. and Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, you know Love's had a year now. That's the typical number that what everybody looks for to let a guy sit for at least one year. The Patrick Mahomes syndrome. Yep, and uh, and it's worked out for a lot of quarterbacks: Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Yep. A lot of guys set their first year. So if uh, if he's ready to go, you know, twenty one against the cap isn't bad, considering you're 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 paying Jordan Love next to nothing. You know, so in total, you'd still be paying twenty one plus probably what like I think he's probably making like three or four million Love probably somewhere around there. So you're paying like twenty five overall, which is still. For, for a starting An quarterback, amazing is, price for a that's starting almost half. That's exactly. all, that's a little bit more than half of what what your typical typical Pro Bowl caliber okay. quarterback would get paid. All right, so uh, moving on from that pick, we're going to the number four pick for the Atlanta Falcons. They picked up, which is no surprise to us, uh, who we thought they were going to pick up and who they should have picked up are two different people. Um, but they picked up the tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts. Which field? Man, I feel like it's a no-brainer. Um, I feel like I feel like the the Falcons think that you know they still think that they have a chance to do something. <laughs> Dumb people are cute with <laughs> with Matt Ryan and and just try to try to make this work one more time. Um, they didn't move Julio. I mean, they still can, but they haven't so far. So I just kind of feel like they're going all in on this season. And and Pitts is definitely an all-in pick, but he's also you know, he's also, uh, I mean, the, he's not the highest drafted tight end of all time for no reason. Exactly. You know what I mean? And if you watch him play, dude, he don't even look like a tight end. But again, like we said, the Atlanta Falcons are not, scoring points was not their issue last year. No, no, it wasn't. You know, their their issue was completely on the other side of the ball. Yeah. So the last thing they need is more firepower. But I guess they're just going with the old Oregon philosophy of you just outscore yeah. So, all right. I'm. 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 Gonna, I'm gonna, you keeping them? Yeah, I'm keeping. All right, for sure. Sliding on number five pick, Cincinnati Bengals. 
pick up the wide receiver from LSU, hooking up with Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. What you feel? Uh, I'm going to say he's a keeper too, but it was not the pick that I liked. I really wanted to see them, you know, get get Sewell to to solidify that offensive line, especially after you know? the injury that like, Burrow suffered. Yes, bro. exactly. I mean, I understand Jamar Chase is, is Burrow's boy. Um, they have great chemistry. Jamar Chase is, was the number one. Wide it's a sexy top. pick. I get it. It is. It's, it, it is, and it's not like it's not like it's going to hurt them by taking Chase. But man, you, when you have a once in a generational uh, offensive lineman that you're passing up, you know. Um, I just, I honestly, I'm going to say keep him because I still like Jamar Chase a lot, but I'm, I'm, I'm also going to say at the same time that I feel like it was the wrong pick. All right, there you go. Uh, Staying in the wide receiver market, the Miami Dolphins picked number six. They got from the Philadelphia Eagles. They swapped picks. Uh, they picked the wide receiver from Alabama, Jalen Waddell. Yeah, what do you think about that? I I will tell you one thing. I really like Jalen Waddell. And the problem is a lot of people don't remember him playing last year because he was injured a lot. Um, he was. He only played, what, three games, I If think, that, right? Like that. And, but he came back for, I believe, the championship game, and he was amazing then. Mm-hmm. He's built much like Tyreek Hill. I mm-hmm. believe – I I think I want to say he's probably about 5'10", 180. So he's not a monster. But for this team, this is going to go together real well. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Waddle was the guy that the Dolphins wanted, or do you think they wanted – if they had a if they if the Bengals say that the Bengals took Sewell, you think that they would have took Chase there, or they would have stuck with Waddle? You think that the Bengals just kind of took took the guy they wanted, or do you think that they they were they're more than happy to take Waddle? I think the Falcons made up their decision. The Falcons you thought they were yes. they were happy more. It was more about Pitts. It was all about Pitts. And but listen, for what the Dolphins are trying to build at this exact moment in time, mm-hmm. I see absolutely nothing wrong with this pick. Um, they have they have a rapport. This is much like the Cincinnati pick, right? Waddle and Tua have a rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know they they play together at Alabama. Um, do I think this is a glaring need for Miami? No, of course not. But I don't think it's a terrible pick. But I think I'd keep him if it was me. Yeah, I'm gonna say keep him because I'm not sold on Tua. You know, I, we both so, said the same. So thing. the yeah, so the fact that he's coming in and has has a rapport with Tua already, yeah. You know, I'm not saying like it Tua, can't hurt. I don't feel like Tua is like bad, but I'm not sold on Tua being like a, um, you know, being like a top one day being a top ten quarterback. Hey, let you know me know. So, let me know when the man actually finishes a game. Yeah. So all right, uh, number seven pick the Detroit Lions pick up the offensive tackle from Oregon. Penny Sewell. This is your boy, Jay. Bro, you hang this dude on a hook and you and you take a picture <laughs> with it. This is the okay? trophy. Yeah, this is the one that you take and you you take it to the taxidermist. I don't know if that's what they call it in fishing, but you take it. You get this thing. You get it stuffed. You get it hung up on your wall. You get it mounted. You know what I'm saying? You uh, get like you take a picture. You get a you, somebody makes you a trophy for catching it. Like th- that's what that that's what this is. I will tell you one thing: is that this is probably the one player in the draft that I think has Hall of Fame potential. Um, he's unbelievable. He reminds me a lot of uh, Orlando Pace or someone like Jonathan Ogden that came out that's going to come out, and he's going to be, no doubt, the most athletic, best player on the field most times. Yeah, Trent Williams. Yep. Yep. He's that that caliber. All right, so the only only question mark with him is he opted out of the 2020 season. So it seems you just have to see how that's going to affect him. No big deal. All right, number eight, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, pick up the cornerback from South Carolina, J.C. Horn. Good bloodlines coming out of there with Joe Horn, man. That's true. Uh, I just, I, I mean, I, I just don't think he fits this defense. 
So I, I it's very I'm gonna say I'm gonna say keep him as bait because I just I think he's I still think he's a, a really good corner. Mm-hmm. I like C Horn um, J C Horn a lot, but um, I just think you know I just think I don't see him working out in this defense, man. I think he could end up wasting some time here, then end up on another team and end up being a Pro Bowler. You know, like after his time in Carolina. Yeah. If he ends up with another team, unless they unless they're planning on changing their whole defensive scheme, then I don't know. Well, the problem is that they had um, the quarterback uh, Dante Jackson last year was injured pretty much the whole year, so they're just trying to figure. He's in his last year of his contract. They're just trying to place that. Yeah, they, that's what I think. They play, they play a lot of soft soft zone coverage. Exactly, and, and this guy's a bully. Exactly, you know, he wants to get in, he wants to get in a dude's face. Yeah, I just I, I think it's a solid pick, but it's a as far as I'm concerned, Carolina Panthers picking eighth. It's a reach. Yeah, I think it's a reach. All right. I'm not going to go as far as saying throwing it back because I do like J.C. Horn. But mm, for this, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not back, a keeper. Are you? He's I'm, undersized, I'm, baby. I'm, you, I'm definitely not a keeper. I'll He's under that. the limit, baby. We're throwing yeah. him back. <laughs> All right, man. Number nine, Denver Broncos. Pick up Patrick Sertain, the cornerback from Alabama. Some more good bloodline time. Huh? Yeah, this is true, man. It's coming coming through again. What you got? Um, I – I think this was uh I think it was a bad move in the sense that um in the sense that they could use this pick. It looks sounded like they're trying to use this pick to get Aaron Rodgers. You know? So like without them getting Aaron Rodgers, I feel like I feel like it almost feels like a loss because they didn't get Aaron Rodgers and they ended up drafting Patrick Sertain. Yeah. And you know Sertain is absolutely that man to man corner. But I am gonna say keep he's a keep he's a keeper. Yeah. He's a keeper for sure. I yeah. just I just I just it's like a as a Broncos fan, it would crush my heart knowing that we just had a shot at Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, and it just didn't get – they just didn't get the get the deal done. Aaron. Which who knows? It could still could happen. It still could – they could still trade for him, like you said, after June 1st. So uh, Aaron Rodgers could end up being a Bronco after all. Or he could end up being a 49er. So. But, all right. So uh, number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles, they get this pick from the Dallas Cowboys – who got the pick from the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. So this pick has been traded a lot. But anyway, the Philadelphia Eagles pick up wide receiver from Alabama, Devontae Smith. Stole Devontae Smith from the Giants. That's that's true. Stole. And all of a sudden, the Giants traded back because they were like, well, we're not getting Devontae Smith, so we might as well uh, hit the road. We talked about this off air, and we both pretty much came to the conclusion that um, the Giants have, uh, they have who they believe is their quarterback. They have who they believe is their running back. They have their tight end, and they're just—they feel like they're missing one big piece on that offensive side of the ball. And they really thought that Smith was going to be that guy. No, I yeah, I mean, I think that's what they thought, but I, I have to disagree with them. I I'm with you. I like their receiving core. You know what I mean? I thought they could have used that pick to, to to. I thought there was plenty of great offensive linemen that the Giants could have picked. You know, and not 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 moving out of that spot and 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 taking. Somebody like Rashawn Slater, uh, Vera Tucker, you know what I mean? Like I thought there was definitely uh, potential there to give give uh, Saquon Barkley some help up front, you know, uh, get some people movers up there. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually, I, for the, I felt like it was a blessing in disguise when it first happened, you know, and then uh, and then I feel like well, we'll talk about the Giants later. Yeah. Um, but um, as far as Devonte Smith goes. Um, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in Devonte Smith. I know he's 166 pounds. I know that's a scary, but like I said before, last episode, I said, I feel like he's the unicorn of the tiny receivers. Like, yeah, I think he, I get that. He plays so much. If you watch this dude plays, he plays so much bigger, man. 
I, I, I get that. But again, like the Falcons, the Eagles are not a Devontae Smith away from being a True. contender. True. Now, are is everyone happy that the NFC East is terrible? Yes, everyone is happy about the NFC East <laughs> being terrible because it's just funny. Okay, I mean, but, it makes it, it always makes a good good football when they, these four teams are. That's terrible. it. The, the four teams that think they're amazing are terrible, and it's just hilarious. But th- as far as I'm concerned, there were too many. There was too many other choices that were better. And even the quarterbacks. Even the the quarterbacks. Yeah, even for the Eagles. You're trying to tell me you really think Jalen Hurts is the man? Over Fields or or Mac Jones at that time? No, no way. Me either. All right. Sliding on to the Chicago Bears, who uh, they got their pick from the New York Giants, which Jay decided to mention that they slid back once they knew they weren't getting their man. And the Bears picked up. The quarterback from Ohio State, Justin Fields, yeah, stole him from the Patriots. Looks like it does look like that. I mean, I think this was uh, this was probably the best move that the Bears themselves could do. You know, um, is I this really, the I best? I really do. I think it is. Here's my question: I was I was on a text message strand last night, and I brought up: Is this the best quarterback to wear a Bears uniform since Sid Luckman in like the fifties? And I'm not even being facetious, man, at all. <laughs> I know, I know you're not. No, um, I I think you're right, man. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty sold on Justin Fields. I I I'm I think you're right. I think he could end up being when it's all said and done, he could end up being the best quarterback in Bears history. And it's all about fit. And quite frankly, his this seems to be a fit. This is a seems like a great fit. Yeah, Just his. I don't even know why. His well, it's because he's he's super athletic. The Bears like athletic quarterbacks, and it's funny how they ended up with Andy Dalton and uh, Nick Foles. And that's what I was going to say. Can you imagine the quarterback room there? I mean, both of those two quarterbacks are probably on LinkedIn right now, updating their resume so they can find a new job. I mean, if if Trubisky was a better quarterback. And I'm not even saying the athleticism side. I'm just saying like the decision making. You know, you would be a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. If he was better, if, if if Trubisky was better at playing quarterback, I think he would have been a great fit. Just with it, just his athlete, looking at his athleticism. Yeah. You know, so now you're putting a guy there. Like I said, runs a four four three. You know, and 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 Fields isn't looking to run. He's not a guy that just looks he's a to pass run. first. Yeah, he's a pass first, but that's great that he has a four four three though. I mean, that's going to help him get away from defenders, which which nobody expected him to have that that kind of speed. I didn't know what his yeah. speed was going to be, but by watching him, like I knew the dude. I knew he could scoot. I knew he was like Kyler Murray fast. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I knew With he his was, size, and then mm-hmm. the the last thing I want to say about Justin Fields is um, his demeanor. His it's going to take a lot to get him. Flustered, especially up there in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I think they're uh, just he's happy. Definitely a keeper, man. Yeah, I think sure. they're just happy to have him. All right, guys, we're gonna take a little, little bit of a break here. Um, we come back, we'll we'll hit up the number twelve pick with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. Welcome back, sports fans. To what J and J say, sports. We're talking about the NFL draft, and uh, we have hit 1 through 11. So here we are taking off now with number 12, the Dallas Cowboys, who we spoke about earlier got this pick from the Philadelphia Eagles. And they decided to use it on a spot that I know they need defense, but I'm not sure if this was the best pick for me, which was linebacker Penn State, uh, Makai Parsons. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but the dude has some attitude problems too, you know, so – 
Um, I don't know, man. I just where's he gonna fit? They got Van Der Esch. They got Jalen Smith. He's the most talented linebacker in the draft. There's no doubt about that. Right. You know, and that linebacker core with adding him looks pretty ridiculous. You know what I mean? But how is he going to fit in this locker room? The Cowboys always seem to have issues as it is. You know what I mean? Like they have Alden Smith this year or this past season. And, and, you know, as soon as the season's over, he had all these offseason issues. It just seems like, you know, Lawrence from back in the day – it just uh, – or not uh, Lawrence. What's his name? The guy turned MMA fighter. You know what I'm talking about? The defensive end. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. He was there, suspended there 55 times. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, that's what it was. Threw his girlfriend on a bunch of guns and stuff. Craziness. Anyway, but the Cowboys always seem – they're almost like the Raiders. They always seem to find these players, you know, that are like loose cannons, you know. So I'm not sure how he's going to fit. Um, I will say he's definitely the most talented – uh, linebacker in in this draft, I would have really liked to see him go to the Redskins. I mean, can I say that the Washington Football Team? The Washington really, Football Team. Yeah, I hate I hate that I hate saying the Washington. And I don't. I'm I'm fine with them changing the name, but I hate saying yeah. Washington Football I'll, Team. I'll tell you but what this pick does, man. Rio and Del Rio and yeah and um. I'll tell you what this this pick does, man. Um, this pick tells me that they're not going to pick up Vander Esch fifth-year option. That's what this pick tells me. I, I, couldn't disagree, I couldn't disagree with him because of how much time he's missed. Yeah, so uh, that's, you know what that's, I mean? that's what this pick says to me. So He's been a good, um, good linebacker, but how much time he's missed. But only time can tell, so we'll find out if that's going to happen. I'm going to say throw him back. Throw him back, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers decide to go with an offensive tackle from Northwestern, Rashad Slater. Uh, what do you think, Jay? Uh, this guy's a keeper. Agreed. Um, I think he's the uh, second best line offensive lineman in the draft. Um, I and I think he's, I think he's, he's not as good. I feel like he's not as good as Sewell, but I also think that there's nobody else close to him either. You know what and I'm saying? He's like, I the, agree. He's that second tier, but he's in a tier all by yeah, himself. By himself. Um, and I think this is a great move because they have to protect Justin Herbert because yep. he is the franchise. Yeah. They're, um, they're pass defense or I'm sorry well pass blocking their pass block offense was absolutely atrocious last year. Correct. And they haven't drafted offensive tackles since 2013 which was DJ wow. DJ Fluker. Fluker. DJ Fluker that that's was right. that was when that was the wow. last offensive line that they've drafted. They keep so, buy, they keep trying to buy them. That's the whole thing. So <laughs> we're going to see if this changes what's going on. All right, sliding to uh pick 14 by New York Jets. They got that pick from the Minnesota Vikings who got that pick from Seattle Seahawks, and uh, they picked up the offensive guard from USC, Jason's place, Elijah Vera Tucker. How you feeling, Jay? Uh, I'm gonna say keeper here. I, I I really like I really like Vera Tucker, and I'm not trying to be a homer, but um, I I think he's one of the best offensive line in the draft too. Um, and I just like his versatility, you know, and I like he he can pass block, he can run block. I mean, there's really not a lot he can do, and interior offensive line is definitely a big hole for the Jets. Yeah. I The only thing I kind of didn't like about it is it was a little bit early, I felt. Here's the thing. They obviously really liked him because they traded up nine spots to get this. To get him, yeah. The other thing is, you got to remember last year who they picked up the, the Mountain Man Becton last year as their number one pick. So I think they're just trying to build a decent offensive line, and now they can put that in front of Wilson and let him take care of business. And they're not doing a bad job. I, I, I like I like their pickup. I already told you guys last episode. I like their pickup of Connor McGovern. 
Um, Becton has, is panning out to be a, a very good starting tackle in the NFL. And with this pick, I mean, you know, they, it's a they, lot to give up for this building. player. But they see him as the safest option. He could be a so, he could be a Fanica or something. You know, this is true. He'd be an Alan Fanica. All right, moving on. Number fifteen to the New England Patriots, who a lot of people could have had the conspiracy theory that they believe the NFL is rigged because your boy Bill Belichick wanted Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. <laughs> and gosh darn it, they picked up the quarterback <laughs> from Alabama. Mac Jones. He fell to him. I mean, nobody else want nobody else wanted. I mean, you had you had several teams there. You uh the Bears, they went with Fields. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean you had you had the the Lions could have taken him. Um even even the even the Falcons could have taken him with you know sitting in the wings of Matt Ryan. Um the Broncos were definitely a candidate to take him, and everybody passed – all those teams passed him up, and he ended up falling. And also nobody – other than those teams, nobody also traded up, you know, from the back of the first round to go get him. Um, the Patriots sat there and patiently waited. Um, I think they – I mean, obviously, Belichick's not going to draft somebody he don't like. You know what I mean? So uh, – and he's had a pretty good track record with quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Um... The track record you're referring to is one quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo and um, really because because obviously uh, the 49ers are in love with him. I think I think Garoppolo is pretty good. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that out loud. <laughs> and then what's his name from uh, in Indianapolis right now? Are you talking about Brissett? Brissett. Brissett is a, has been a great backup quarterback. He's not a starter quarterback, but hey. So you're telling me a great backup quarterback is a good track record with quarterbacks. If you draft a quarterback and he ends up being a good backup quarterback, that that's a win. It's, it might sound crazy. Oh, we're, we're, we're writing this down for later because this is a topic it, we're having later. It might sound crazy, but you have to take shots. And when you look at guys, if you, if you draft a guy, maybe you were wrong in, in the fact that, okay, you drafted him in the first round and, and he didn't end up panning out being your starter. But if he's still good enough to play in the league, you weren't completely wrong. You've seen something, you know. You've seen something in the guy that said that he can make it in the league. I think you're right, Jay. With your take so right there, I believe a, you took a lot of shots. He... <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Number sixteen. So you wait. So you throwing him back? Absolutely. You're, you're throwing. You're throwing no, him back. Absolutely. He's not a first round talent, man. No, I agree. I'm throwing. Him back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number sixteen. The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Pick up the linebacker from Tulsa, Seven <laughs> Collins. What you got there, Jack? Oh man, Collins, Seven Collins, Seven Collins. Sorry, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I it's kind of weird that they took him when they just picked up Watt. And, they don't need him. Yeah, I mean, they got they got Chandler Jones, you know, and uh, I just felt like an offensive lineman here would have been great for them, um, or even a linebacker would have been would have been fine. I, Let I, me ask you a question, real. Quick. I mean, I mean, you know, he's an outside. I mean, like a, a traditional linebacker. Arizona Cardinals, are they in win now mode? Is this team built to win now? I think, or do they think they're I think, in win now? I think, mode? It's a, I think it's a little bit of both, in my opinion. I think I don't know what they think. I have no idea what they think. I'm honest with you. But what I <laughs> think is, thing. I think it's a little bit of both. I think they have enough talent to win now. I don't know about a Super Bowl contender, but I think they definitely have enough talent to win now. Yeah. But they also have a lot of really good young players too. Yeah. So they can also build on that, you know, and win later too. So they could win now and later. They're in a good spot. I agree. I, I don't. I'm not really happy with the pick. 
you know, if I was a Cardinals fan, but they are in a good spot with their whole roster as a whole, with the roster as a whole, you know. And then when you add somebody like J.J. Watt to that defense, the defense does need some need some help. But you also need you also got to protect protect Kyler Murray, man. He took he took a beating last year. You yeah, know? no, absolutely, and that, and that's where I thought they were going to wind up going is offensive line. The only thing I can figure with this pick is that they're going to take Simmons and they're going to put him down as an edge rusher, and then you're going to see. Um, uh, Collins move to that that linebacker Tradi- more traditional linebacker. Yeah, position. I believe so. That's what I believe. Maybe I don't know, so. but I'm, I'm going to say I'm definitely going to say uh, I, I don't. It's not that I don't like Collins, but I'm going to say throw him back. I'm going to say I'm going to put him on the bottom of my cooler in case the DNR rolls by and wants to check my size because I'm not sure if I'm throwing back in that. <laughs> All right, so. that sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, number seventeen, the Las Vegas Raiders. They pick up the offensive tackle from Alabama. Not the one you're thinking. They pick up Alex Leatherwood. Mm. Um, what do you got for this, Jay? Do we have a Do we have a bomb sound effect? I'll give it. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> what are they thinking? This guy. Yeah. This guy. They could have. If they let's be honest, man. If they knew they weren't going to pick someone, they could have traded out of this pick, pick things up later, and still grabbed him in the late second round. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree, and they they made the same mistake last year taking Henry Ruggs. Exactly. Same thing. Not exactly. that not that Henry Ruggs will end up being a bad receiver. I don't know. It's still way too early to tell. But but he's not worth. They could have traded. Yeah, they could have traded into the second half of the first round, somewhere in the twenties, maybe early twenties. Let 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 Judy get taken. Let you know Lamb get taken. Uh, maybe even like Jalen Rager or something like that get taken, and still took Henry Ruggs and got some sort of. A, they're 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 just. They're leaving a lot of gain out. You know, there's a lot to gain. If you really like Leatherwood, that's fine. You could take him with your second round pick. I'm I'm very confident he would have been there. And I actually, believe it or not, I actually like Leatherwood for this team. Not at tackle. At he's going to be a guard. You move that 100%. dude. He is a people mover. So you move him into guard, and, Denzel and he will make room for J- he will make room for Jacobs. Yeah, and they'll you know move. What I'm they'll move Denzel but, Good to tackle. You took a guard, you know. You took a tackle guard <laughs> at, at the number. What were we at? Number seventeen pick. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a. It's not a bad pick. It's just a bad spot. Is what it is. The value of that player indicates that he should be the second s- to third round. The seventy fifth picked player. That makes sense. Yes. That's second. All right. Moving on to the number 18 pick, which I feel like it's their 18th pick of this draft, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, They pick up the defensive end for Miami, which he doesn't have to go very far. Jalen Phillips. How do you feel, man? Yeah, dude, right next door, huh? (laughs) Walk across the street, one locker room to another. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I would say, I'll say keep him as bait. I'm not like really sold on Phillips. He's He's had some great, he's played some great football and he's played some bad football. You know, like he, he's kind of off and on. He's not consistent. Um, so I'm not really 100% sure, but I, I definitely don't want to throw him back. So let me give you a little tidbit about this guy here. Um, mainly for the fact that I, you, you guys know me, I root for the ACC and Miami's part of the ACC. So this guy, I think, from a sheer football standpoint, is probably the best edge rusher in this draft. In the draft. That's okay. how I feel. But his main problem is. Got, you're right. He got drafted as, as a. He is the first edge rusher, right? Yeah. Okay. So my complaint is he had to medically retire. You know who was forced to medically retire when he played with UCLA because of concussions. Right. And then he got afterwards he got picked up 
Yeah. So, Miami. But that's the problem, man. How many hits does his body have left in him? Yeah. Uh, the issue with this draft, if a lot of people don't know, is that most of the most of the teams, if not all of the teams, didn't get the medical information for these draft for these draft prospects until about a day or two before the draft. So which can throw you some huge curveballs. Exactly. And most of these guys are being scrutinized, asked crazy questions uh, in the combine and not having that combine. It's not just the underwear Olympics. They also ask you a ton of questions. It's a big mental test. Exactly. It's a mental test, physical test, and you go through the records. So something like this would put a pause. But with that being said, Miami has so much draft capital, they can afford to miss. Take a risk. Exactly. They can afford to miss a couple times. And who knows? This guy come out and wind up being the best thing possible. But um, the Dolphins feel comfortable with his medical history, which is not something the Dolphins have ever done, considering the fact that they gave up on Drew Brees because mm-hmm. of medical history. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's a good pick for the Dolphins because of how much draft capital they actually have. It's, a, it's like a boomer bust. Yep, that's it. You know, you're, you were talking about taking shots earlier. That's their shot. Yeah. All right, number 19, the Washington football team uh, picked up the linebacker from Kentucky. We haven't decided if it's Jamin or Jamin Davis. Yeah. So what do you think, Jeff? I think it's Jamin Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I, I didn't really like the pick. I thought kind of like Leatherwood pick. I thought it was a little early. Um, but I will say it's hard not to trust Ron and Jack because they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, you know, and they've proven it time after time again that they know what the hell they're doing. When so when Del it's hard Rio for me not to trust them. When Del Rio, uh, when he is not a head coach, uh, when he's an all defensive coordinator, when he's a coordinator or a players coach or whatever you want to call him, um, he is fabulous. Yeah, I mean he he helped build that two thousand Ravens defense, man. Mm-hmm. Um. He is fabulous. A lot of people are not sold on him only because he's, he only played one year, man. He only started one year in Kentucky. And Kentucky, again, doesn't run an NFL defensive scheme. Yeah. So, but they see something out of this, man. And, I mean, again, like you said, with those two guys, can you really go against them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's hard. I'm going to say – that's why I would say keep him as bait and yeah. wait and see what happens because I could not – I want to throw him back. Because I really feel like he was a second rounder, you know, possibly even a third rounder, but at least a second rounder. But it's hard to go against Ron and, and Jack, man. They know in Del Rio, doing. we trust. Yeah. All right. And right before we go to break, we'll hit one more. Uh, the number 20 pick, the New York Giants. They got uh, the wide receiver from Florida, Kadarius uh, Tooney. What you got? Throw it back. <laughs> they, they talk about him as being the most explosive player in the draft. Yeah. Throw him back. Man, you are hating, man. Yeah. No, I I felt like I feel like the I don't even think the Giants wanted to draft him. I don't even think the Giants wanted to draft him. They 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 wanted they wanted Smith. And this is just their leftovers. Oh. And if this if this funny thing is, like I said, it's not it's not even a pick that they need. So I don't like it. I don't like the pick, and I'm not I'm not sold on the player, and I don't like the pick. So that's just two two negative two negatives right there for me. I think this is like when you go when you were young when you were younger and you go to the mall and you go to the food court you see these two hot chicks walking and one of them's name is Smith and one of them's name is Waddle and you're like you try to hit on them and they turn you down completely and then you turn around and here comes Tooney and you're like eh that'll do 
Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then you get his number. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> so I agree. I think they wanted Smith, and I think they wanted Waddle. And quite frankly, I think they should have went with Quiddy Pay. So, all right, guys, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, and uh, we will be right back. What's happening, sports fans? We're back, and we're talking about the NFL 2021 draft. Uh, we've already hit dra- uh, draft picks number one through 20. Now, here we are. We're going to talk about uh, number 21, that the Indianapolis Colts, they drafted the defensive end from Michigan, Quiddy Pay. How are you feeling, Jay? This is this is what I wanted the Titans to take. So, uh, for him to go right, right in front of us, uh, it really hurt. <laughs> it really did. I was like, dang it. And then to see him go to the Colts, too, on top of that, was like uh, pouring salt in the wound, too. So, um, yeah, he's, he's one of the, he was Quiddy Pay is one of my favorite players in the draft, I ain't going to lie. Um, I think dude just works hard. Um, I think there's a few skills that he's lacking as a pass rusher, um, you know, a few different types. Like, he, he's not very versatile, but he's really good at what he does. So, um, I, I really like Quiddy Pay, and I think he's going to be a great fit for uh, Indianapolis. And I think he's going to give not only the Titans problem, but the rest of the. So you're keeping him. I'm keeping him. All right. So um, my main my main issue with uh, with Quiddy Pay is the fact that he uh, lacks a lot of consistency. When he was with Michigan, he did not put up a lot of sack numbers, but that doesn't actually relate to anything concerning the fact that the the whole defense for Michigan wasn't that great, and the ball was coming out pretty quick. So I'm not I'm not putting that against him, uh, but it is the consistency that uh, what do you have uh, 11 and a half sacks in three plus seasons, but uh, he did have the best uh, pressure percentage. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's all, to me, it's all about I don't care about sacks. To me, it's no. all about pressures. Exactly um, in college, who was it was it uh, it was um, one of the Bosa brothers. I want to say it was Joey Bosa. He didn't have a lot of sacks. Right in in college football, he didn't have a lot of sacks, but right. but he created a lot of havoc. Yeah, you know, and even in, even now in the NFL, he's he gets he still gets a lot of he gets a good amount of sacks, but he's he's not like the sack king every year. You know what I mean? But the the importance of him on the L.A. Chargers defense is I mean, he's the best player in the defense. You, you can't even measure his importance. Right, right, exactly. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying Quiddy Pay is is Joey Bosa, but I'm but what I'm him saying is. Is I don't numbers aren't everything, right? You All know right, what I, mean? I think he, he can definitely make a difference. All right, so sliding on number two, 22 that you just brought up, your Tennessee Titans. Uh, they picked up the cornerback from Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley. What you got, man? Because I know what I got. <laughs> this is just like your boy, uh, from Miami. Same um, injury concerns, right? Exactly, I'm with you, exactly. He's Jalen Phillips. In the sense that he's the Jalen Phillips of the of the cornerback world, <laughs> um, he probably should be. He if he didn't if it without the injuries, he probably would have been the number one corner taken off the board. He would have probably been a ten top ten pick. So, uh, but now with the injuries, especially a back injury, is scary. You know, um, it's a very scary thing when it comes to football. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just I feel like he's a boomer bust. You know, he's either going to be. Somebody just doesn't pan out and it was another wasted pick for us. 
or he could end up being the best corner in this draft class. Here's the problem, man. The Titans are – they have the smallest win-now window of any of these teams that we're yeah. going to speak of moving forward. They Their window just opened, but it's damn sure close to being closed. Yeah, yeah. They needed to take this pick and turn it into a player that's going to help them win in this season. Yeah. And I don't think they did that with this with this uh, with picking up Caleb Farley. You don't think so? I don't. I think it's just too many concerns, man. I, I can see lingering back issues, things like that. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, when he's healthy and if he comes back, the dude is a shutdown man-to-man corner. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you guys need. But the problem is you also don't need to waste the 20-second pick on somebody who might be uh, laying in the tub because you right. know you can't right. make the club in the tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Uh, I heard. I don't remember if it was an article I read or if it was uh, something I watched, but um, he said he said in high school he ran a four two forty in high school, and he said he lied about it and said that he ran a four three because he thought no one would ever would believe, believe him. him. <laughs> he ran a four two forty. He said he lied and ran, said he oh, ran yeah. a four three. All right, moving on to uh, the twenty third pick, the Minnesota Vikings got from the New York Jets. They got the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, Christian Darisol. What you think, man? This was a big win for the Vikings. I agree because they moved. The, I think this keeping is keeping them. I think that yeah. I think this would have been the guy that they would have drafted anyway. You know, I really feel like this was probably the guy that they would have took anyway. And well, to, Pat, you knew. Slater was going to be off the board. Mm-hmm. You knew uh, Sewell was going to be off the board. Yep. So you you knew the the Minnesota Vikings at this pick were just. I mean, they didn't have a chance to get those. And if they wanted there, if the Darishaw was a guy they wanted, and they were able to move back and, and get, it, they basically did what what the Raiders should have did with with Leatherwood. He's a pure left tackle. Yeah, that's what they they should they basically did what the they moved back to where they thought they were going to get him at. They got the guy they wanted. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised the Titans, you know, didn't didn't draft them. So I, I'm definitely I like Darshaw. I'm gonna say he's a keeper. I agree. Nothing real exciting. It's not real exciting, but you know, it's a he's no, but it's my, a piece. My opinion is a good left tackle, and yeah. they need some help. Up and the Vikings are this weird combination. They're much like the Titans, where they're on the opposite end, where their window hasn't even opened yet, but it doesn't look like it's gonna be able to. Right. So they're the kind of opposite spectrum of the Titans. They're close. They're close. You know, they but, had a few good seasons. Yeah. But they, they still have a good roster. You know, it's just – It's just not coming together. Right, they can't put it together year to year. They might have a right. good year one year, a bad year another year. Good yeah. year one year, bad year another year. I agree 100%. All right, moving on to the 24th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers picked up the running back from Alabama, Najee Harris. What you thinking, Jay? I don't like it. Yeah? Throw him back. Really? Throw him back. Really? Yep. Talk to me, Stupid Jay. move. Stupid uh, move. That's they, harsh, because Because they have nothing up front. They went from one of the best offensive lines in the league to one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and they have nothing up front. And I, I feel bad for Harris, to be honest with you. Everybody thinks it's going to be great. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's going to get 30 touches a game. I'm like, yeah, he's going to get 30 touches a game and get his brains knocked out. This is true. You know what I'm saying? You're, he's going to find out quick that he ain't running behind the Alabama offensive line against a, against uh um, Vanderbilt, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna find that out real quick. He's gonna find that out first time he plays, the, you know, the the Baltimore Ravens, or you know, first time they play the the 49ers or something. You know what I mean? He's gonna find out real quick that he's gonna get his teeth knocked in. I I'm not against Harris as a, as a running back. I like Harris, 
but, but for Pittsburgh, it's just a terrible pick. I agree. It's a terrible pick for Pittsburgh. I agree. You know, and by the time they fix this offensive line, running backs have short lifespans, right? Most of the time, you know, and most of the time when a running, if you're a good running back and you have a good lifespan, you're almost locked as a freaking Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy to say that, but the the teams in. This type of team, the teams, the the Blue Bloods, the teams like this, like Pittsburgh, teams like the Ravens, um, they will pick up these running backs, and it'll be very rare that they sign them to a second contract. They're almost disposable. Mm-hmm. So them wasting uh, the 24th pick on this player, um, to me, when they have such glaring needs at offensive line, is almost, uh, it's almost criminal. It's irresponsible. They mm-hmm. have a very deep – uh, wide receiver core, but again, what the running back's not going to change the fact that the quarterback's going to be on his back. They have an aging quarterback who can't move. Mm-hmm. So what? What's their? What are they going to do? I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. This is this is. I, I can't. I, I'm telling you right now, Harris is going to get stuffed at the line. He's going to average three point six. And it's not his carry. fault. And it's not even his fault because I think he is a good running back. All right. So moving on to the number twenty five pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Acquired that from the Los Angeles Rams, and they picked up uh, old Trevor Lawrence's running mate from Clemson, the running back Travis Etienne. I like it. You know, I kind of like the – part of me don't like it because I kind of like – I feel like it's a, almost the same thing as the Steelers. You know what I mean? They got way too many holes to be worrying about a running back. I feel, I feel like running back's almost the last position you got to worry about. That's where I'm at. You know what I mean? But I, but part of me also likes it because I'm like, okay, he's got chemistry with – you know, he's got chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, it's. I think it's gonna Lawrence coming in with somebody he's familiar with and comfortable with. You know, that's only gonna help him. Let me show. So it's not to me. It's not the worst pick. I like it. I like that pick better than better than the Harris pick. Just for because just because of the familiarity. Let me try to change your mind. All right. <laughs> okay. Last year, they had uh, the Jaguars. They got undrafted rookie. James Robinson. Robinson, yeah. And the man had 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. For the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they already have a Travis ATN. Um, the, they have glaring needs on defense, especially edge yes. rusher yes. and defensive line. Yes. They should have used this pick. This was more of a pick to try to satisfy Trevor Lawrence than it was for anything else. But they already have their ATN there. Yeah, I, and, I don't disagree with and that. And then Urban Myers, after the pick, says last night that they're going to use him. And they also have Carlos Hyde, mind you. Don't forget about that. Carlos Hyde's nothing. I understand that, but he's still there. And they said they're going to use ATN as a third down back. You do not spend – the 25th pick in the NFL draft for a third down back. Yeah. Because that's, that's not in this NFL, not when we were growing up, but in this NFL, third down backs are pass blockers. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're fifth, they're fifth round picks. This dude is not that. Yeah. So, I'm, quite frankly, I'm throwing it back. You're throwing it back? Yes. And not I'm, because I don't like the player. I'm going to keep it as bait. All right. Just like I said, I like the familiarity. I like I like making your your new quarterback feel comfortable. Yeah, it's gonna be real comfortable. He's gonna feel real comfortable when he's on his back because nobody's blocking for him. True story. <laughs> All 
All right, for the number 26 pick, the, the Cleveland Browns picked cornerback from Northwestern, Greg Newsom the second. What you got? Great pick. Um, I feel like I feel like the Browns had one coming into the draft, I feel like they had one of the best rosters in the league. And it was really hard for me to find something that they really, really needed. You know what I mean? Like it was really hard. And um I thought, okay, well maybe I thought corner probably would have been was one of the positions that you know, they probably could use an extra bump at. And I think Greg Newsom is, is underrated. I think he, right. you got all the problem is you got all these guys, all these guys, all these cornerbacks who are uh, ex NFL players, kids, you know, so they're getting all the publicity, you know, not saying that they don't deserve it. Cause I think they're all pretty good, but they're getting all the extra publicity. This guy's not getting nothing from nobody. Right. <laughs> Nothing's handed to this guy. So I think uh, this is a need that Cleveland, uh, th- that they needed to address. Mainly because last year they had uh, their second round pick from last year was an greedy, uh, greedy Williams. He was out last year with a shoulder injury, and he'll be able to walk in today and compete and try to beat him out, which I think is great. And that's the way they yeah. can bolster because that team is in a win now mode. Yeah, I think they are too. Um, the good thing too is they're they're pretty young. So, and I, I feel like I feel like Newsom is really a blue collar guy, mm-hmm. you know. And Cleveland's a blue collar town, you know what I mean. Bring your lunch pail. Yep, it's a bring your lunch pail, and they, yep. and he, and sometimes you can get these corners who are divas, you know, especially ones who are former football players who grew up with money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this guy didn't grow up with anything, this so is he, true. He, you know he's he's gonna come hungry. So oh, I, I like the pick a lot. I'm definitely right. keep him. So am I. All right, number twenty-seven, my Baltimore Ravens. They pick a wide receiver from Minnesota, Rashad Bateman. What you got, guy? I really like Rashad Bateman. I really like Rashad Bateman. I really like Rashad Bateman for um, for Baltimore too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does he remind you of Keenan Allen? That's what. Yeah. I, that's what I. Yeah, I feel like I Bateman can do anything, man. He's a great route runner. Yeah. He he can beat you at the catch point. You know, um, he. I don't. He. I don't. He's fast, athletic. Um, I smart. I I just like everything about him, man. I don't know if he's the best at anything. But I think he's really good at it. He reminds me, honestly, I feel like he kind of reminds me a little bit of a, um, of a DeAndre Hopkins in the sense that Hopkins is not the fastest guy. He's not. He can't jump the highest. Right. He's not the best route runner. He right. definitely has some of the best hands, but maybe he don't have the best hands. You know what I'm saying? Like Hopkins is just really good at everything. You know, there's really not nothing the dude's not good at, and I right. feel like. I feel like Bateman is – it's a good comparison for Bateman because I feel like he's – Bateman's just really good at everything. I think the only issue that they have with him is that they listed him in college as six foot two. His pro day, he measured it at six foot. Huh. So, all right. all right. So, sliding in at number 28, the New Orleans Saints. Wait, you, obviously, you're keeping Bateman. Oh, yeah, I'm keeping him. Yeah. I'll keep Bateman. Too. Defensive end of Houston, you're getting Peyton Turner. What you got, Jay? I feel like it was a reach. I'm going to throw him back. Um, wow. Uh, I feel like I feel like it was a reach. Uh, they could have drafted him next round. I, I feel like, I and even and even if, if somebody else did grab him, then they reached for him too, and yeah. he wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? So, um, and I felt like I really kind of felt like we didn't really mention them when we were talking about last episode about teams that really kind of needed to get it right. This is a team that really has to get it right too. I want I, I want to add them, be only because they are so hard against the cap. They need really good football players. For little, very little money. 
They just need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only need a quarterback, but they, they need good football players for not a little money because they don't have much money to spend. So they got to get these draft picks yeah. right. Quarterback, of- linebacker, wide receiver, and quarterback are their glaring needs. And they drafted tight end. They drafted uh, <laughs> I mean, a defensive end. Sorry, defensive end. Yes. And they drafted a defensive end. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number 25 pick for the Green Bay Packers. Cornerback from Georgia, Eric Stokes. What you got, kid? I kind of feel the same way about uh, Stokes as I do Turner. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a little bit of reach too. You know, I, I feel like they could if they that's who they really wanted. They could have traded back and got him. You know, they could have got him the next day. So I feel like it's a little bit of reach. Um, you know, I think no wonder Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. <laughs> well, see, everybody keeps saying they're not giving Aaron Rodgers help. But the problem is, scoring points wasn't their damn problem last year, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, they scored Ever. a lot of points. It's it's the defense. So I understand them going defense, whether I agree with this pick or not. I understand the ideology of going with defense yeah. on this pick. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, here we go. Uh, number 30 pick, Buffalo Bills. Uh, defensive end from uh, Miami. It's uh, Gregory, and I never know how to say his last name. I think yeah. it's Roussel. I can never get that out of my mouth, man. So uh, what do you think about that? Um. Did this feel like a panic pick to you? I don't – for some reason, I really felt like it was a panic pick. Like, they didn't know who to pick, and they just – Let me tell you why I agree with you, and I don't think I would have worded it like that, but um, he's raw, man. And you know this is a new position for him. Mm-hmm. He didn't – he opted out in the 2020 season, and when he was in high school, he played safety. So, this is a complete raw player yeah. for a first-round pick, which – Kind of shocks me. I would have thought they would have went more offensive line. Yeah, what they need on the offensive line, and you're right. What they need is they need they need a people mover. Exactly. They have they have they have two running backs. Um, I think Singletary's all right, and I, I really like Moss. I really like Zach Moss. You know, and Zach Moss could, and he was on my fantasy team. So you can add the quarterback and the running back also. Yeah, I'm eyeballing Moss a lot, you know, because he's on he's, yeah. he's on my dynasty team, and uh, and I'm just noticing like this offensive line is not getting any push at all. Yeah, you know, and I'm like I just keep watching and watch every every game I see that Moss is having a hard time getting anywhere because they they're not opening up holes. So I, I totally agree with you. I I think it, I think that you know they definitely needed a people mover up front and. I just feel. I just feel like I, I want maybe maybe not a panic pick, but it was just. Um, it's just like I just felt like they picked them just because of the name. Yep. All right, moving on. Number thirty-one, and we're almost done, folks. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, got the thirty-first pick from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they picked up the defensive end from Penn State, uh, Jason Oa. What you got? Um, I he's top top five pass rusher in my opinion in the draft. So and that's losing guys. That's that's definitely where they lost a lot. Uh, this Ravens defense lost a lot of pass rush this uh, this off season. So yeah, I think it's a good fit. Yep. My only concern is again another raw player for the first round. Yeah. Um. Yeah. First of all, he's the first SBS uh, player to be drafted, defensive lineman to be drafted in the past seven years, um, and. The main thing that concerns me is last year he didn't record a sack. That's that's a little concerning. If you're a first round NFL talent yeah. in the FBS and you don't record a sack at all, yeah. Bro, we talked about that earlier that the sack numbers don't really matter. But damn, bro, <laughs> come on, man. 
You think you think he would get – the quarterback would fall in front of him and he would get a sack. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting in there, you should. I'm just at, saying. At some point, you, at some point, you got to accidentally run into the quarterback. All right. So, <laughs> so the, wait, you're throwing him back? Yeah. You, uh, throw, you no. throwing your boy back? Uh, huh? Huh? Uh, Come on, let's hear it. What he's are you doing? The, Is he bait? No, man. He's like that fish that's almost close to being the right size, so you step on him yeah. and try to make him longer. <laughs> That's, that's what he is, bro. All right, man. Number 32, the, the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pick up the defensive end for Washington, Joe Tryon. What you got? I don't really like it. No? I think it was a bit of a We do not shit. like this bite on bottom half of this draft. No, we don't. It's not exciting. From Literally from, from Peyton Turner on, it was just like, what happened? Um I mean, but that's a luxury you have, you know. You you have when you're when you're the Buccaneers, you just won the Super Bowl, and, and you're bringing everybody no. back. Barmore should have been the man. They he should have. He should have. I mean, you dude, you stick Barmore next yeah. to next to um, uh, Sue. No, um, Vita Vea. Oh yeah. You stick Barmore next to Vita Vea, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so I definitely I agree with you. I think he should have been Barmore, but I mean they. They just won the Super Bowl. They can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. And they get, like I said, they got all twenty-two starters back. That's that's the beauty that they have. Yep. So, so they. All right, guys. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pause for the calls here, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, sports fans, to What J&J Say Sports. We just got done knocking down all 32 picks of this year's 2021 NFL Draft. And um, we thought we'd give you guys our opinion on some of the drafts, uh, some of the picks that we absolutely loved, and a couple of them that we hated. So I got a feeling Jay and I have not conversed at all, but I got a feeling we're going to have pretty much the same, just knowing uh, how we are. So Jay, I'll let you start, man. Uh, who... Do you absolutely love what picks? Do you love? I'm gonna go with the uh, future Hall of Famer Panay Sewell. The Lions taking it's, him at number seven. It's hard not going with there. Does that pick remind you of like uh, Joe Thomas with Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna be there forever. Yep. He's not. He's just gonna be a staple. Nobody's gonna know who really who he is until he retires, mm-hmm. and then they miss him. They're like, oh, no, he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's, it's it's the Joe Thomas. That's what's going to happen. Because <laughs> who knows? The Lions more likely will never get it together. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's definitely one of my favorite picks, Justin Fields. Uh, I, the Bears moving up to get Justin Fields. Loved it. This is exactly what that franchise needed. Um, a fresh new start. You know, uh, a guy that really, ha- really has the potential to be the Bears' all-time, you know, quarterback. Yeah, so um, definitely love that pick. The, the Justin sure. Fields pick is great to me, and um, I even said that on the text message strand last night. I said um, I couldn't believe the fact that when they made that pick, I actually said out loud, oh, my God, the Bears made a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just didn't think with the, the two lame duck GM and coach combination – I thought they were going to make desperate now, picks. Now they can still screw this up. They can. This is possible. <laughs> they can but still screw it up. The coach Matt Nagy is an offensive coach. So you would like to think with this quarterback who can do so many different things that um, they they it's going to be very difficult for them to have a real good chance of working out. And that's the thing. It still may not save their jobs because I'm they have a good roster. Hey, well, it's a rookie. 
that's it. You know, imagine trying to keep your job. You're on the you're like on the edge of, of getting fired. And, okay, so, and you're relying on. So a rookie. you brought that up. Him being a rookie, they have two veterans in that lock in that quarterback room with him in Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Are they going to Patrick Mahomes? Him? I I don't see how they can because in my opinion, <clears throat> in my opinion, I feel like, man, maybe. I I just I feel like I feel like if he's better than Dalton and Foles, right? He will be better way. than them. Don't get that confused, sir. He will be better. The only athletically, the only question is, will he be able to process that same amount of information as they will? It's the problem the, is, is it's going to look bad because because if the Bears come in and they say they start Andy Dalton. They win a few games, you know. They say they're a little bit better than five hundred. Let's say they're let's say they're four and three, five and three. You know, right. the, say they're five and three at like the midway point, right? With the red rifle, right? It's gonna be rough because, like, you know, when you're a little bit above five hundred, that's good because you're a winning football team, but that's still not great because you know you're so you're still you got this. So now you got this guy Fields who you think is a better quarterback is gonna help you win. You know, you think he has a better shot at helping you Jason, win. You got to bring. Do you him know in. what makes it easy? You got to bring him in, man. Do you know what for makes your it job, easy for your job? Andy, see, that's the Andy Reid wasn't going anywhere. He didn't. He was no. That's what fired. makes it easy. The fact that he did it makes it easy. Remember, uh, Alex Smith took the Chiefs to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were a, and they're a good team. They were Alex a Smith. dominant team. Yeah, even with Alex Smith, and they knew that it was just eventually once. Patrick Mahomes caught up reading the defenses, caught up with the scheme. Playbook, all that, yeah. That he was going to surpass them, and it just seemed to happen a hell of a lot quicker than they thought it was going but to. I think that's the difference is the Bears don't have – the Bears coaching staff and GM, they don't have that leash that that Andy Reid had. So No, he – right. If, if Fields is going to help them win more games, they're going to put Fields in. I agree. You know, that's just, just what's going to happen. I agree. Um, moving on, a couple other picks I liked was I love the Christian Darisaw pick, especially since they moved back and still got the guy yep. they wanted. A yep. great, great move for Which them. is what the Raiders should have done. Yep, great move for the for the Vikings. They yep. kind of won that first round. Which is um, shocking because the Vikings usually screw up the draft. Yep. <laughs> I also, I also like I said before, I like the Greg Newsom pick. Blue-collar blue guy, lunch pail guy, lunch pail town. For Cleveland. Yep, I think it's a great pick for them. The guy who's going to show up and compete and work hard. I really feel like I I, I like that about Newsom and and Rashad Bateman. Definitely love the Rashad Bateman pick. Um, like I said, he's good all around. He's good. He's a he, great a great pick for the Ravens. The Ravens. ball touches his hands. He's going to go it. ahead and get it. Yep. He need they need it. They need that guy. Yeah. He he just needs to prove that he will be the running the um wide receiver that the Ravens need, which is the guy who is as comfortable blocking. As he is catching the ball, That's and they don't, and they don't need him in the beginning of the season. No, but they need him definitely by playoffs. Yeah, they still have Miles Boykins. You know, mm-hmm. they still they got some guys that have been there for they a year got guys or two. Been there, yeah, and um, Hollywood Browns guys back. have been pros for a while too. Right, you know, and they got and they got um, uh, Mark Andrews. I mean, you know what I mean. So they definitely. Uh, Dobbins, they definitely got guys that can move the ball. This offense is not going to – Again, that's a win-now team. Right. They're not going to struggle right away. So it's great for Bateman because he's going to be able to come in, get his feet wet, ease his way in, and by playoffs, he I won't be surprised if he's the number one receiver on the team by playoffs. All right, so now those are the guys that you love. What about the teams that – their picks that you hated? 
Um, I'm gonna say I really, I really still don't like the Jamar Chase pick because I feel like it was just the wrong pick. You know, it's kind of like a homer pick for them, sort of in a sense with Joe Burrow. Again, it was just like ETN with Trevor, uh, with Trevor Lawrence, That's just true. trying to make him comfortable. But the again, there's glaring needs that uh, Cincinnati needed. Again, we they need to fortify that offensive line. They didn't even think about that. No. Now, can they think about that in day two? Yeah, of course they can. Day three. But, I mean, they need someone who's going to lock down uh, Burroughs' blind side, especially the fact that he's not moving as agile as he was before the knee injury. Yeah. I didn't like the Zayvon Collins pick. I felt like it was kind of unneeded. It was also, I felt like, a little bit early. Yeah. Um, and I felt like there's other places that they could go that would definitely not only get a better player, but a player in a position that they needed on top of that. Correct. You know, so – because um, you gotta remember, draft isn't always about what you need. It's also partly about drafting the best players. Then that's what the better so. the better teams. That's what they do, right? They they draft them. Usually, the best available player is the player that they pick up. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't like also the Kadarius Tony pick. Um, you know, that was definitely one of the ones I didn't like. I feel like the Giants kind of got. I don't. I kind of feel like it was it wasn't their fault though. I kind of feel like they just got screwed. <laughs> So. They, they got played by Philadelphia and Dallas, which um, makes me as, about as happy as anything because I am King Petty. We all know that. I'm the most petty person in the entire world, and that makes me happy as can be mm-hmm. uh, that they did that. Um, but, I, yeah, again, they had they had other needs that they could have moved on from, and that's not a player that they really needed to – or a position they needed to replace. Yep. I didn't like the Najee Harris pick. I know you. I, I feel like the. I feel like he's going to average, like I said, three and a half yards a carry and, again, and not his fault. Offensive line, unless they really feel that they can uh, fill that offensive line in three and four, but you still need an anchor, man. And they yeah. do not have anyone. See, see, the nice thing about the the difference between the uh, the Bengals draft not drafting an offensive lineman and the Steelers not drafting an offensive lineman is the Bengals have plenty of time. You know, they're not a yes. team that has to build that offensive line right now. Correct. Like, it's not like the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl next year just because they drafted. And their offensive line, line is – they still have their offensive line from last year. Right. So, I mean, that's why it's not as bad as this. This is bad. This team cannot do anything without because of the offensive they line. They don't even have their offensive line from last year. Pouncey retired. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Vill- I can never use Nueva. Yeah, he's gone. He's going to yeah. be leaving for uh, ball of heck. He's been talking to Baltimore. Oh, yeah, he might be. Yeah, he. That might be why they moved Orlando Brown. It could be. So, um, so I definitely didn't like this pick. It's not the player. It's just the fit. I mean, and, and you know, it's not even really the fit because I feel like Harris kind of is a Steeler type running back. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's just, it's just time. Timing is horrible with this. They're not doing Roethlisberger any favors, and quite frankly, he should be as bad as pissed as Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, no, so I totally agree. Um, But my worst pick in the entire draft... The 17th pick? Is the 17th pick. (laughs) Alex Leatherwood. (laughs) I knew you were going. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I don't don't know. Um, Man, I got a lot of respect for Chucky, you know, um, and what he's been able to do in the NFL. He's crazy, bro. But... He had this is I just I don't like the pick and I feel like like I said I feel like they had an opportunity last if they really want Ruggs was the guy they wanted they had an opportunity last year to move down 
capitalize on it and still, you know, have a really good shot at rugs, even moving down into the, into the, like basically where CD lamb was drafted at. Yeah. They moved to the 16, 17 pick last year. They probably still had a good chance at really good chance of getting rugs and gaining same thing with Leatherwood. They could have, they literally could have traded their first round pick, got whatever, whatever for it and still drafted Leatherwood with, with their original second round. Pick. Right. This pick reminds me of, um, you know, how you go into the grocery store and you're about to check out and you see the Snickers bar sitting there and it's like a dollar 79. And you just grab that because you're like, damn, I really want a Snickers. Mm-hmm. But you could have walked out the parking lot and went across to the parking lot and went to the Dollar General, got the same one for a dollar. Mm-hmm. All you had to do is wait a little bit longer. 78 cents. Trade, exactly, right? <laughs> You're a king. So you could have just waited a little bit longer, <laughs> traded down the draft, and still got that exact same player because yep. nobody else in the half, damn draft half, half wanted that player. Yep, half price. You could, If you were going to take that 17th pick and just absolutely crap all over it, mm-hmm. just trade it. Yep. Just trade it. Yep. They could have got leather with their second round pick. And they could have gotten extra picks yeah, on top of it. Yeah. They could have got a ton of extra picks for that first pick. Yep. But yeah, I'd have to say that was probably my worst, my worst, uh, worst draft pick of the whole. And like whole I said, round. we had this essentially the exact same. Uh, we were really ideas. close. We yeah. were. So, all right, guys, that's our show for this week. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and here on Spotify. Uh, we're also available on six other um, areas that you can get your podcast from. So make sure you hit us up, and we will make sure we post it on Facebook. You guys have a good one. See you.